0: Hey out there to all people, and Kirsten Dunst wannabes, welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who keeps all of his human being action figures in mint condition,
1: Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Hey Brandon, I'm doing pretty good. Damn, roasting her right off the bat. Wow. (laughs) Hey, I think that's the first time. It's not really a roast. I mean, (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Everybody wants to be Kirsten Dunst, like, come on all right based on this episode okay i get it i get it she wanted to be jumanji okay (laughs) yes i mean who doesn't want to be carson dunce though am i right i am of course so what have you been up to for the last week Cortland? oh my gosh brandon it's been a week Uh, i feel like it went by the blink of an eye um did i ever tell you i got a new mic microphone stand i think you did Oh, okay. Well, I'm just recycling old content at this point, then. <laughs> Something needs to put a stop to me. Oh, I mean, uh,
0: well, if we're recycling old content, uh, oh, that's our whole base on of on pizza, <laughs> uh, I'm sick, uh, what else we got?
1: Are you finally feeling at least a little bit better, Brandon?
0: Yes. Uh, Thank I you mean, since out. last week, I've gotten, like, maybe 10% better, which I'll take. Yeah, I'd take that.
1: I'll take that's that. an
0: improvement. Yeah, so you'll, you'll have to edit out, like... A few less coughs this time, I think.
1: Nah, they're all staying in. This one's going to be all natural. Ooh, nice. Director's cut. I couldn't possibly do that. Do you have any idea how many times we just, like, pause and just, like, don't say anything that I cut out? It's minutes. Minutes (laughs) of... I can't. I gotta cut it out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's good stuff, though. It's good content. No.
1: Not really. I put it in bloopers sometimes when I make bloopers.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You put the
1: silences up, like, hey, guys,
0: check out this the 30 seconds of montage." <laughs> check out this part
1: where Brandon went to the bathroom. Oh, my God. This is the part where the kids break into the room and they make a ruckus. <laughs> Ooh, it's every episode. Just about. Just about. It's tradition. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, All man. right. I haven't done jack shit this week, Brandon. I have nothing new to to talk about. Uh, I bought a game called house flipper where I, uh, I've been thinking about streaming it too. Cause it's kind of like one of those relaxing games where you just kind of go in and you just beautify a house. I was thinking about streaming it. I don't know. kind of frustrates me sometimes though. It turns out I don't like doing work in my own house or in a fake house. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I get like, oh, uh, cause you have to like, when you're painting a wall, you have to put a bucket of paint down and you can paint like a couple of walls and then you have to get more paint. And I'm just like, God, I don't fucking want to go oh, turn God. and get more paint. <laughs> It's just as tedious, a bit, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. I like
0: it. All right, you uh, you mentioned before about maybe getting that game, and it's good to see that you've you know gone through with it.
1: Yeah, the Life part goes. where you know, I I just my my roof. Remember how I had that roof issues a couple of months ago? I finally got that repaired. That's that completed. um They just finished it up yesterday. So I had no problem spending like thousands of dollars on a roof. But when it comes to a, like a $12.50 game, I go back and forth in my mind for like weeks about like, yeah. oh, can I financially afford this? Is it going to ruin me? And then I, I finally just uh, jumped off that cliff, bought House Flipper for twelve fifty, and now I'm flipping houses like a newbie, a really, really sloppy newbie.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I hope to, to tune in sometime and watch your journey from House Flipping Newbie
1: to House Flipping... Next thing you know, I'm gonna have a, t- a show on HGTV. Acolyte? I don't know. What's the next step up from newbie. Uh, Novice, maybe? Novice, sure. Padwan? I don't know. Master? Uh, Grandmaster? Scholar? <laughs> king? Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna be the king of House Flipping. the House Flipping God. There we go. Yeah, that has a nice ring to it. Coming soon to Twitch. Nah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> So Brandon, um, one of the things that's exciting about our show is that we accidentally keep reviving all the shows that we're talking about. You know, like we just bring things back to the dead, like some sort of video television necromancers. So yeah. there's another season of Are You Ready That Art coming out uh, at the end oh, of this month because as of recording, it's July 2nd, and uh, July 30th is when the new season of Are You That Art comes out. That's very exciting. It is. You know, we had uh, JT Billings on the show when. Season two came out because he was the uh, showrunner for it. And I believe like 99.99999% sure that he's a showrunner for the season three. So I think it'll be good. I'm excited for it. I don't know when we're going to fit it in, though, you know, yeah, because uh, we'll be it's a tight schedule. Carl
0: Stein is uh, cracking that whip. And I don't know. If we'll give us I have we'll so many lashes on my
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when we're going to fit it in or whatever. And I know we originally started off as an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast, but kind of evolved since then. Um I don't want to shy away from goosebumps until we're done with it, so who knows? Who knows what we're gonna do. It'll be something. Yeah. Anyway, something we'll I talk about it, it
0: sometime for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Oh my god. We'll get to it after we finish all of Twilight Zone, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that'll only take the so rest that's of our uh, lives. Fifteen years? Yeah, a boot.
0: Oh wait, that's only including the original series.
1: Mm, yeah, we got the '80s re re release. Uh, plus, we Jordan got like the peel 2000s. episodes. Yeah, gotta put that one on the back burner. We'll see what happens with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Cortland, that's enough talking about other shows. Okay. I think I think we're gonna have to talk
1: about. We have to. R.L. Stein's behind me right now. He's tapping his foot. We gotta get. to it. All right,
0: Mister Stein. We're getting to it. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr.
1: Stein.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the haunted house game okay what did you think of this one Coron? Mm,
1: i actually really liked this episode there were some really cool ideas in this one uh some of it i didn't really care for it moves a bit quickly like they kind of mm-hmm. so like main premise of the, the story is that it's kind of jumanji a little bit like they have a board game in a house that they play and they they're like part of the game it moves a little bit quick sometimes and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it doesn't give me enough time to like figure out how they got to a certain solution and then they do it and it's like okay well it's over with now um but i overall i liked it i think it was fun
0: yeah so not every episode of goosebumps but a good number of episodes of goosebumps you could say have like a direct are you afraid of the dark like counterpart sure yeah and uh this one i'd say is similar enough to the tale of the forever
1: Game. Yeah.
0: And I think that this episode is better and more fun than Forever Game.
1: Yeah, um, it's a little bit different. I, the thing I like about it is, like, they play this board game and things happen to them. Like, like it's not really spoilers, really, but, no. like, I don't know what's going to happen when that happens, you know? It's just kind of, it kind of makes its own rules. And usually I don't like that kind of stuff because I feel like it makes me feel stupid. But uh, I kind of enjoyed it in this one.
0: Well, I think the game itself is just a cheater. So, you can't know what to expect.
1: Yeah, it's kind of just set up for that. There was another episode of Are Afraid of the Dark that I felt like it, kind of like a little bit of Tale of the Pinball Wizard, too, um, in a way.
0: Yeah, I can see it. This, I mean, it's a board game in this, but it's also really just pretty video gamey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Like, with the puzzles and the item management
1: yeah so kids of the 90s saw this and that's uh why escape rooms are so popular now i think
0: yeah this is the the
1: origins not gonna lie though brandon i really want to do an escape room but i think they're expensive and i don't have enough friends to go so next time you hop on a plane come to america and we can do escape rooms yeah
0: that's definitely one of the things on my list like i would love to do but i need to like find other people who want to do it And I just, I don't know that many people who are interested in these kinds of
1: things. Here's the thing, Brandon. Eventually, your children will grow up enough where they can all participate in the escape room. You just got to wait like eight years.
0: (laughs) got to wait a little bit. And then I'll probably have to make them because they won't want to do it anyway. They'll be Um, like, don't want to do an escape room with dad, but I'll just make it like a birthday thing. Like, oh, it's my birthday wish
1: that you would escape this room. You'll be on your deathbed like kids. I just want to escape a room.
0: (laughs) Or I'll just turn our house into an escape room. Oh, And be like, look, you want to go to the mall? You've got to escape.
1: I have 600 keys (laughs) laid out in this room.
0: (laughs) There's five golden envelopes. Open (laughs) them up. There's weapons in each one. Oh, my God.
1: That sounds expensive, Brandon. We're going (laughs) to need more
0: patrons. (laughs) Well, I'll get get saving now, and then in eight years, when they're ready for it. All right. Uh... Yeah. This is a fun episode. I liked it.
1: I think maybe we should just get on with it. Let's do it. Let's just talk about it. I got, All li- right. I, got I got Benjamin Planners to talk about.
0: <laughs> we got planners of planners to talk about. Oh my god. <laughs> so this episode begins with a teenage boy and girl walking down the sidewalk in a quiet neighborhood. Yeah. The girl, Nadine, asks the boy, Jonathan, if he remembered to bring enough film and if his flash is working
1: okay weird question i'm sure it won't get brought up later
0: yeah the i thought the same thing i was like oh he's gonna get to a point where
1: he's like oh i ran out of film i didn't bring enough but spoilers
0: that doesn't happen
1: no he's got infinite film but uh (laughs) the 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 thing about it like i was like will it get brought up again because i was bamboozled by that gold coin from barking ghosts you know where it was like, yeah. oh, he, he spent enough, he bought a, spent about a minute grabbing that cold coin out of that water, and then it never gets brought back up. So it was like, maybe it's not? I don't know.
0: I mean, sometimes they just throw in some red herring clues, but... Red herrings make
1: me mad, because then I feel stupid. <laughs> Everything makes you feel stupid, Cortland. I know, my life, right? You're a baby genius. I'm like, all right. Thank you, all right, I like you. I am a baby genius. I got to be more confident in myself. Jonathan takes
0: out a very cheap, almost like disposable looking camera and takes a picture of Nadine, which she doesn't like. (laughs) They walk past a little girl dressed in like an Easter dress or something, and she's crying. Oh no.
1: Why? What happened, little baby?
0: (laughs) The two teens stop to ask her what's wrong, and she tells them, I
1: lost my kitty cat. No, not the kitty cat.
0: Yeah, it's always a kitty cat. She points towards an old moss and ivy covered house and says, The door was open and it just ran inside. Oh, no, there's nothing she could have done. No, I mean, it ran.
1: It just went with the house over there.
0: <laughs> Nadine volunteers herself and Jonathan to go into someone else's house and look for this
1: cat. Oh, man, but they got like a prep rally or whatever. I know. I kind of wanted to see what the deal with that was. I thought we were going to get back to it, but, uh, God, spoilers. I'm sorry, guys. We don't. No,
0: they're going to be late for that pep rally, but Nadine is sure
1: that it will just be quick. Well, I mean, it's just a cat. It'll meow. They'll grab it. It's fine.
0: As long as they don't mess with
1: anything in the house, they'll be all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They get to the front door and Nadine walks right in because she tells Jonathan it's been abandoned for years.
1: That makes it. So much more enticing.
0: Yeah, it's not a crime, then.
1: No, right, right, right. We saw that from uh, The blob That Ate, everybody. If, like, a building is damaged for at least 24 hours, you can go and take everything you want. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I do it all the time. Don't tell the police. <laughs> I think you just did. <gasps> I gotta cut that out.
0: <laughs> Jonathan stays outside for just a moment. And from inside the house, he hears, Here, kitty, kitty. Oh, my God. And he says,
1: Nadine, is that you? No, it's the girl. It's a little girl. She's warped her way into the house. I was like, who the hell else could it be?
0: <laughs> she just walked in like a second before, and it's her voice.
1: <sighs> but whatever. You know what? Let's keep going. <laughs> he
0: walks in the house, and discordant piano music plays as he walks into the foyer of a mm. very stereotypical haunted house. Like, yeah. whipstaff manner from Casper looking house. Oh my gosh. He climbs the central staircase, calling out for Nadine constantly. At the top of the stairs, a hand grabs his shoulder from behind. And it's Nadine, because of fucking course it is.
1: Actually, I thought it was going to be the cat.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> not. It's one tall ass cat.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to say that this happens every single Goosebumps episode.
1: Where somebody grabs somebody on the shoulder? Yes, you can't not, okay? It's the scariest thing.
0: It's not a very effective jump scare. You see that it's a, like a hand. It's not a monster hand. No. And we know Nadine's in the house. So, like, nobody's scared but the character in the show. And even then, for half a second. Yeah. It's just a waste of time, okay? Okay,
1: fine, all right.
0: It's goosebump scare.
1: That's what R.L. Stein was trying to warn us about every time.
0: Maybe it's more effective in a book where you can be like, The hand reached out, and it maybe was a monster hand, but then, no, it was Nadine's. I don't know. That's stupid, too. Yeah, you're dumb. I don't know. (laughs) Nadine says she couldn't find the cat, so that's that. They're gonna go leave, and that little girl's life is ruined. Oh, man. Okay. But wait! She says, what's this? She grabs a box that was somehow immediately behind them both, without them noticing. It's a board game called... The Mansion of Terror game.
1: It's got it labeled all over the place on this box. It says it glows in the dark. It glows in the dark. Yeah. So I hear it glows in the dark. That's pretty crazy. I can't believe that a board game glows in the dark.
0: I mean, that's pretty cool, especially for a horror game. To play in the dark? It glows, dude. Nadine notes that the house on the front of the box looks just like the house that they're in. Hmm. Should open it. Curious. She takes the top of the box off, and inside is a swirling vortex of smoky colors. But they're not
1: interested in that. Jonathan no. says, "Hey, turn that over. It's something inside the lid." Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'd be a little bit more fascinated with like the swirling, glowing mist inside the box, yeah. but like but no. the
0: impossible <laughs> alternate dimension in the box. But like, whoa! There's a there's a handwritten Fucking... note. Yeah, <laughs> there's a note on the the back of the lid. Nadine starts to read from the note. It says, "Rule number one." don't open the box but they lost yep you lose the game she says why wouldn't they want us to open the box
1: hmm. let's contemplate this question for a, a little while Nope, they have half a second
0: from the swirl of colors comes two balls of white light they touch the two teens who are then obliterated into clouds of smoke
1: done bark 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 bark
0: yeah see that was a good one like that was a good episode cut, i like cut the, right to the chase
1: i like the part where uh benjamin Planner was in it for the fourth time <laughs> are, you of, are you afraid of that goosebumps? i don't by the way i don't know if uh any other kid has been in these episodes more than him at this point right mm. he's surpassed jay baruchel yeah uh he's he's an mvp for sure he really is i didn't expect that when i watched a uh, tale of jake and the leprechaun like he is very Unique in that episode. Didn't think we were going to see him again, and then boom, we've seen him three more times so yeah. far. Who knows I mean, what's
0: to come. Camp Nightmare was a pretty small role compared to these other three, but he was
1: still he there. bring
0: he brings the heat every
1: time. He brings the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Love him.
0: We watch as the two kids appear someplace else. They stand up and realize that they are on a giant game board. Cool. All right
1: that doesn't look too bad either, I don't think. No,
0: it's actually pretty good. Like it's it's the the like a rectangle like monopoly going around mm-hmm. and in the center is like a pit. So, yeah. it's like a floating
1: trail of game spaces. It's,
0: it's hard yeah. to describe.
1: I know. Uh, and you know the the background scenery pieces like they look okay too. They they look quite cheap, but that's okay. I mean, it's a board game. Yeah mass-produced. Milton (laughs) Bradley, baby. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically Monopoly.
0: And I appreciate, like, they're in the board game now, Mm -hmm. and we are three minutes and 30 seconds into this episode. True. Yes. Like, it gets right the fuck to it. And it has to, because a lot happens in this episode.
1: It does, yeah. Um, Very, It just keeps on pace. It's very entertaining in that way. But, yeah, like, three minutes in, she's like, a board game? Sweet. And she opens it up, and boom, they're in.
0: Yeah. So Nadine tells Jonathan, I think we're in the game, which, hmm. you know. No way. Jonathan says, Fuck that, I just want to go home. Which is a pretty common complaint with him. Mm hmm. Me too. Nadine notices a note written on one of the giant play spaces in front of them, and it reads Rule number one, don't open the box. Mm hmm. Fuck that one up. Rule number two, play as a team. Yeah, but what if you're
1: the only one there?
0: Then you die. Oh, okay. Rule number three, roll the dice, move a square, Take an action card. The object of round one is to collect keys for round two. Sure. So rule number three uh-huh. is pretty much just all the rules.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of rules in one, but <laughs> oh, so it's okay.
0: Rule number four. The only way out is in. Mm. Within myself or? As Nadine says it. The only way out is in.
1: Love it. Good job, Nadine.
0: I gotta say. She has the strongest Canadian accent I have
1: ever heard. Yeah, she's almost on par with, like, the parent characters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she is just straight up like, This haunted hoose is so scary. (laughs) I want to get out of this hoose. Oh my god. Like, it's very I'm about
1: to get out of this (laughs) hoose. Love Canada. Happy birthday,
0: Canada, yesterday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Nadine reads out all of those rules, and she says that they have to play the game to escape Mm -hmm. jonathan is like fuck that etc but she says wait there's one more rule number five roll a seven go to heaven
1: yeah i don't hmm. you know they have two dice a seven is not that hard to roll.
0: (laughs) no (laughs) it'd be harder to not roll a seven over the course of the entire game
1: exactly
0: so they're in kind of a, a rough position the kids both turn to each other and go. Heaven. Heaven is the worst place in the world. Oh, fuck heaven!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling God you said that. Oh
0: my God, no! <laughs> yeah, Arlstein, save me!
1: Next thing you know, I'm getting raptured and you're staying behind, just like in Horrorland.
0: I oh, mean, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, a bunch of random shit starts falling from above onto their
1: heads. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. I don't really get this part, but yeah, they just got fucking bombarded with dice for some reason. Yeah. And like, it's... it's not, I'm sure that the props are pretty light. They're probably made out of like styrofoam or whatever, but like, it's just throw shit
0: at these kids. Yeah. They definitely like dumped a bucket of dice onto their heads. Love it. And they're, they're like all of various sizes. There's some like almost normal size and then some like the size of a fist. And then there's some that are like pretty big. Yeah. Like, soccer ball-sized dice.
1: <laughs> Nadine
0: says, it wants us to play. Okay. Jonathan finally accepts that he has no choice, so Nadine rolls a pair of dice, which clank loudly on the floor for some reason, and she rolls a five, and the two of them start walking together five spaces, because they have to play as a team, Portland. Yeah. They get to a space, and they read out that it says, pay your last respects.
1: Okay, all right. But
0: before they can even question that too much, the white light obliterates them into smoke again.
1: Excellent. Okay. that what happens? So now
0: they appear in a big, empty gallery space. I love it. I just thought it
1: was so exciting. It reminds me of like video games where uh, the bad guys got you on like a board game. Like uh, Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis. Like one of the mm. last levels is like you roll a dice and then you move a couple spaces and then you warp to like a boss or something that you've bought previously Remind me of that i like it i'm on board
0: yeah first of all i just love the gimmick of board games and anything where you're like being transported to different places i'm also way in favor of which is why i love don't go to sleep so much
1: Mm -hmm. just so much creativity you can do with it I, i think it's exciting
0: it's just like having all these different scenes, like a, like a short anthology within an anthology. I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, give me more. Please. So they're in this area. There's red curtains lining each side of the giant room. And there's a painting of some dude that both kids
1: don't recognize. Yeah, it's like this old sailory looking man. Yeah. Looks upset.
0: Behind that is a black coffin. But they don't really acknowledge that because there's also a big action card sitting on an easel. Nice. The card says, find the finder and take it if you dare. But watch out, you might be in for a scare. All right, Arlstein, Stein, I see you. <laughs> he wrote that one for sure. <laughs> there might be worms. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan is already freaking the fuck out, looking all over the place and sweating. Nadine urges him onward, as she does, toward the coffin. He's like, are you crazy? She responds, we've got to find the finder. Where else do you want to look for it? Which is funny because that's the only place she looks for it.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things about the episodes. They kind of really quickly go through the rooms. Like, they're just like, gotta find it, found it, done. Yeah. But that's okay.
0: I don't really like the two-part episodes. I think most stories can easily be contained in one yeah i think this one although i prefer that it's a one-parter i think they could have definitely stretched it out into two That's if they I wanted feel. to
1: right right when i was watching i was like this if if it had that same pace of like quickly moving from scene to scene like introducing new atmospheres and, and challenges for the kids it could have been a two-parter and it could have been really well done but uh i'm glad it was a one-parter still i mean i think it does move a little too quickly for kids but even so, like, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. They open the coffin lid and there's a blackened mummified corpse inside. Oh Yeah. Looks good, too. Yeah. Looks really good. Spooky. Nadine just starts moving the corpse around, looking for this finder.
1: Yeah, just jostling <laughs> its head around. <laughs> yeah.
0: Before, she's just like, hey, maybe this incredibly prominent golden compass in this man's hand is the thing we're looking for. That could be it. She grabs it but breaks off one of the man's fingers in the process. <laughs> Such disrespect, yeah. Seriously, she's just like shoving this guy around and then just takes his stuff and his fingers.
1: She like grabs his pillow and fucking smacks him with it, jostles <laughs> his head back and forth.
0: <laughs> Dumps him out of the coffin, jumps in. It is
1: clearly like a man that's laying in the coffin. <laughs> yes. The makeup work on it is something I've never really seen before um, for like a corpse zombie. It looks really good very um very dark gray you know yeah it's just that's unique i've never seen it before i think it looks really good
0: after they close the lid and take a step back they bump into the corpse from the coffin Cortland.
1: yeah he starts walking around and moaning like a zombie really good stuff we get zombies in this episode a bit love zombies you know and uh, like yeah. i said makeup wise it looks really good and uh yeah he just starts fucking moaning and walking at him like a zombie and it's just the old man i don't know how he teleported behind them but i don't really care it's board game magic oh my gosh the most powerful magic
0: next to train (laughs) magic it's a solid number two
1: uh cannot usurp train magic
0: oh that's i mean that's untouchable (laughs) it's the most powerful kind Oh, man. The old man zombie chases them until Nadine yells, Roll the dice! Jonathan does, and there's a bright flash. Now they're back in the board game zone. Jonathan stands up and does his Fuck that, I'm done routine again. He tries to walk away from the board, but he bumps into an invisible wall.
1: I love it. And he reacts as if it slapped him in the face. It's great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He does his best to like do a mime impersonation. While Nadine reminds him that they have to play as a team.
1: There's some, like, funky beats in the background, too.
0: Yeah, every time they're in the board game zone, it's like... The board game has a theme song or something. It's Great. That plays during the commercial, which reminds you that it glows in the dark. Oh, nice. So, the kids roll again, and this time they roll a three. So, they walk three spaces, and the game space now says real scary. But it's real with two E's.
1: Okay. I thought they were going to be transported to, like, a movie set or something. I was like, oh, this is going to be Midnight Madness really quick. It's not, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. The white light sizzles them away, and they now appear in what looks like a haunted taxidermy shop.
1: Yeah. Yep. Lots of, like, animal goodies, if you will. Yeah. A lot of bones. Skeletons. uh, Like, like shark teeth are displayed. uh, Taxidermied owls and stuff. Really cool set.
0: Yeah. A nautical ship wheel next to them starts spinning, and on it appears another action card. Mm -hmm. On the card, it says, grab some R&R. The two immediately split up to, I don't know, I guess they're looking for some R&R?
1: Yeah, some rest and relaxation, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: just find it somewhere behind an old painting, sure.
1: There's a hammock somewhere, I'm sure, yeah.
0: Nadine is investigating some animal skulls when one of them opens its mouth. She calls out for Jonathan to come see it, but of course, it doesn't do it while he's there. Until it does.
1: This is just like a point-and-click game. It really reminded me at this point of the "Are You Afraid That Dark" point-and-click game that we played together. Oh, uh, that was so much fun. That was awesome. There's some goosebumps point-and-click games too that um, I think I might, I might purchase.
0: Well, yeah, play we definitely them. have to play them at some point. That's... Play them on
1: Twitch, twitch.tv slash private island sea. Come and hang out with me. I'm so lame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: what this podcast is for, Courtly? I've Park. already promoted the, the Patreon and my Twitch channel on those ones, so
0: Hey, do you have any other advertisements for uh monster <laughs> love song
1: oh, compilations? Or Um Nope. I oh, don't I think that's right. all I got. Fair.
0: The kids both freak out about the skull moving, and Jonathan jumps into a pile of fishing rods. Mm-hmm. He picks one up with a confused expression on his face, and then he says,
1: uh, R&R means rod and reel. I never would have come to this conclusion, um, personally. Um, I like that he is apparently some sort of fisherman. He grabs like a very new-looking rod that is very short. It's like the shortest fishing rod I've ever seen yeah, when reason. I
0: saw it, I thought it was broken.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought they maybe had to like connect some more pieces because it's like it's got the reel on it, the handle, and then it it goes out about like two inches or whatever for like the the rod part of it. Very, 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 very small. I don't know. Maybe it's like a fly fishing rod. Who knows?
0: Or maybe they just needed a small prop that he could fit in his backpack.
1: <gasps> that might be it.
0: So the kids are all ready to just head on out of there. But then they hear someone laughing maniacally. Oh, no. Into the taxidermy shop floats a grisly-looking fisherman zombie on a small boat.
1: And he looks fantastic, too. Yes. He's got, like, a skeletal arm. It's really great.
0: The production on this episode is just top-notch. I don't know if, like, this episode received half the season's budget or something, but, like, the sets, the makeup... Yeah. Like, even
1: the direction... The effects of, like, the lighting, it doesn't even... Like, it looks kind of meh compared to, like, nowadays, of course. It's not bad, though. Like, even them lighting up and exploding into a different area of the Haunted House game looks really good. Yeah, it does.
0: This episode is directed by William Fruitt, who I feel like has directed quite a few episodes of Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, this episode just stands out as being, like, a really visually striking show a lot of times i don't know
1: why though especially considering it's not based off of one of the main books
0: no this is definitely not like a headliner goosebumps story but they went all in for this one
1: and you know what i'm here for it yeah Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy and your board game companion. Thank you so much for joining us, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to every episode we've got, we are so thankful for you spending some time with us. We have plenty of bonus content available over on our Patreon. That's patreon.com privateisland private island. You can become a patron today for as little as a dollar a month. I post new content on there every single week from early release episodes to behind the scenes videos and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Bronzebath, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch. The Silver Goth, Steven, Shane, Matt, Geraldine, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay. The Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela. And the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Of course, we have our social media account that you can follow, Private Island Presents on Instagram and at PRVTIsland on Twitter. We make tons of videos, GIFs, memes, and so much more for you to enjoy. I hope you check them out. Of course, every Wednesday at 8pm Eastern on Instagram, we watch full-length episodes of the show. I'd love to see you there and talk. You can find me over on Twitch, too. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I play games a few nights a week, usually Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and a couple times during the weekend. It's a lot of fun, so stop by and say hi. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, dating star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks, Brandon. Up next, I'd like to play the promo for a new horror podcast called That's Pretty Dark, where hosts Christian and Kaylin deep dive into the horrors of all your favorite kid shows.
0: Have you ever wished there was a podcast about all the entertainment that scared us as children?
1: And still haunts us as adults?
0: Well, we're here to make your nightmares come true. I'm Kaylin.
1: I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of That's Pretty Dark.
0: A frightfully nostalgic podcast that rewatches and researches all of our favorite dark children's entertainment from the 80s and 90s. As well as the people who brought it to life and
1: the macabre history, true crime, and folklore that inspired it.
0: So grab your flashlights and join us wherever
1: you listen to podcasts. It's about to get pretty dark. Find
0: us at That'sPrettyDark.com.
1: Thanks again for listening in, everybody. It's always so appreciated. For now, I'll let you get back to the episode and I will talk to you again next week. Bye.
0: So this zombie fisherman throws a net over Jonathan and with a skeletal arm reels him in with a giant crank, laughing the whole time. It's pretty funny. Yeah, because Jonathan's yelling and his mouth is like, God, it's like five (laughs) times larger than normal. (laughs) Jonathan yells out for Nadine to roll the dice, but she can't find them. Just before he gets pulled into the boat, she does find them and she throws them. So they plop back onto the game board. And Jonathan is just like, all right, you rolled a four. Let's get this over with. Get
1: mm-hmm. so, over this shit.
0: Yeah, he's done. They move to the next space. And this one says, rest in peace. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, ah, oh, shit, we're
1: dead. Yeah, he's just like, well, we're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the light transports them away to a really dilapidated looking room. Yeah. Nadine immediately hands the dice to Jonathan because yeah. it's his turn next, and they don't want to repeat of last time. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty smart.
1: Yeah, I like Nadine. She kind of keeps the story moving really quickly. She's like, I know the rules of this fucking game. I played a board game or two in my time. Let's just get over with it. Yeah, she's,
0: she's the one who dumb. like who takes charge and like just pushes them forward. But she's also the one who got them into this mess by doing the exact same thing. So. It's a, it's a plus and a minus. They hear some voices, and they turn to see two women appear out of thin air at a table in the room. It looks like they're playing a board game, too, and one of them says, Ooh, you got a seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> but Nadine doesn't care about that, because an action card appears in the crack of a door, and she grabs that shit. This one says, Ask, and you shall receive. Okay
1: pretty straightforward there.
0: Nadine takes the tiniest glance towards Jonathan. He says, Hey, don't look at me. This is your turn. Damn. All right. (laughs) So much for being the team.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) So Nadine hesitantly walks over to the women. She says, excuse me. And they both look up at her. We can see that they're both quite old, but they're still dressed like young children.
1: Yeah. They're just like, uh, like Shirley Temple a bit.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I have that in my notes. Yeah,
0: I love it. Nadine then asks if the old ladies have something for her, and the one with Shirley Temple curls says, "Yes, I have something for you, dear. Come closer." She pulls out a locket and hands it to Nadine, who walks back to Jonathan like, "That was easy." Mm, yeah. The two old children start cackling madly.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it interrupts their game, and they're just like hugging each other, laughing at these two kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: The two youngins are like, huh, what's the hubba? But then Nadine starts to feel something in the hand that's holding the locket. Yeah. Then her hand starts to wither and wrinkle.
1: Don't really get this part. I was really hoping, like, her hand was getting old and she was getting old and the the old ladies would start turning a little bit younger or something. That'd be really cool. I think that might have been what they were trying to go for, but it doesn't really uh, come to fruition.
0: No. I think she's growing old, that part... But we don't don't get to see
1: it really do anything. That's fine. That's all right.
0: The two ladies come up to Nadine, pointing at her and laughing at her, because it is hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's super funny. You had to be there.
0: (laughs) Once she's old, they're going to, like, sell her to her friends. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That old song and dance. Classic. Nadine yells at Jonathan to roll the dice. He does, but essentially throws them straight into a giant hole in the floorboards.
1: Yeah. So, it reminded me of Jumanji in the end, of course, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, they still rolled.
0: Yes, just because you can't see what you rolled doesn't mean that, you know, the numbers weren't the numbers.
1: Yeah, because then, um, then Robin Williams is all like, Jumanji, you know, and then the yeah. game's over, but that didn't happen.
0: Nope, I guess you have to see it in this uh, nonsensical board game. <laughs> Nadine's whole arm is wrinkly now, and she tells Jonathan to do something. So he runs over to the table the old women were playing at and grabs their dice.
1: Mm -hmm. They're like, hey,
0: give that shit back. But he chucks the dice dice at the wall, and then the two kids are vaporized out of there. Nice. Back at the game board, Nadine's hand is nice and young again, but the dice are nowhere to be seen. Suddenly, a space on the board lights up, saying advance to go back
1: yeah one of the things about the board game though brandon i don't understand what direction they're going in um it doesn't really make it clear because i see the rest in peace spot but the spot that said advance to go back is behind them where they were going right i don't they didn't make yeah. it this far across the board it doesn't ultimately it doesn't matter no. um, i just thought it was kind of weird
0: yeah uh i mean they had the camera set up to record these kids like Right in this front space and they don't move from that space. Yeah. (laughs) A pink bridge of light appears going from the space they're standing in to the miniature version of the haunted house that's in the center of the board. They jauntily cross it, ready to end the game. When they get to the front door, the doormat says enter to exit. Jonathan says that that means that they just got to go one step in and take a step back out. Yeah. So they step in. But the door shuts behind them. The house is dark, so Jonathan starts using his camera flash to give them light for like a fraction of a second.
1: Yeah, um, I think it was just to remind us they had the camera. But like, it's not that dark, and also it's like,
0: like TV dark.
1: The light of a camera flash isn't gonna help you very much.
0: Not at all. One of the flashes that he does makes someone go,
1: All right.
0: <laughs> Nadine is like, Whoa, what was that? <laughs> we hear a bunch of giggling now, and Jonathan starts jamming on that flash, oh my God, and we see some stop. figures moving towards them.
1: and It's like a strobe effect where the creatures I, are I moving like it. closer to them. In between. I love it because like, he just keeps flashing them as he's screaming. <laughs> like, Ah, click, 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 click. Yeah, so the kids
0: are screaming as two dirty hobo looking figures close in on them yeah suddenly the lights in the room turn on and the two figures change into two kids the same age as jonathan and nadine one of them says hey can you stop uh stop that screaming (laughs) he introduces himself as noah and his partner as annie yes Annie tells our heroes that they tried yelling to them when they were on the game board, but they couldn't hear it. Annie tells them that they're in the basement. Nadine is confused by that because they just walked through the front door.
1: Makes sense. Except, you know, you I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. All right.
0: Annie says that the house is like a puzzle and that they've been trying to figure it out for years.
1: Years, yes.
0: Imagine, like, being so shit at this game that you're just like... Well, you'll see, but it's not mm. that hard to get out.
1: No, it's not. The The part that kind of bugs me a little bit about this, because, you know, they start talking and they're like, oh, how many keys did you get in round one? Mm. Like, what if they just rolled really well and they didn't get, like, very many keys at all? You know, I don't know. That's where it kind of just makes yeah, up its, it's own rules. It's
0: entirely up to luck. Yeah. Like, you seem to get different clues depending on what space you land on, so it's all random? And if you don't have the one specific item you need to get out of this basement, then you're just fucked. Exactly.
1: Which is what happened to Noah and uh, Annie. Supposedly, yes. Allegedly. From them.
0: Noah tells them that the only thing they do know is that you have to leave through the front door. But the hard part is finding it. Annie basically tells them, now that you're here, we can just wait for you to find it and we'll just ride your coattails out of here. That's what I would do. (laughs) Noah asks how many keys the kids got. The ones that you're meant to collect in round one to open doors in round two. Jonathan dumps out his bag of junk. Nadine says, we don't have much and I don't even know if they're the right ones.
1: Um, it was funny too. When they, when they were like, how many keys did you get? I was like, shit, they didn't pick up any keys. Like thinking literal. Yeah, songs. I thought the
0: same thing.
1: I'm just stupid
0: though. I was like, oh fuck. They fucked
1: up. Yeah. I was like, Damn, they I forgot the rules. And
0: then I was like, oh, I'm just stupid.
1: Yeah, me too. It's okay.
0: So the kids start walking around the basement together. Jonathan says, Uh, Hey, uh, wait a second. Maybe we could bust out the window. Good idea. Noah goes, That's a great idea. Why didn't you think of that, Annie? (laughs) Nadine says, I thought you have to leave through the front door. And Annie responds, That's if you want to play by the rules. Noah's cheating.
1: Yeah. They bring up cheating a couple of times. Spoilers. Yeah, they really do.
0: Noah tells them, a little cheating never hurt anyone, and they all go to the window to try to bust it down. But after like a second, Noah says, there's bars on it, we'll never get through it.
1: Oh man, better give up.
0: Yeah, that's how you end up in this basement for years. (laughs) Suddenly, a hamper full of dirty laundry starts moving, and a shirt comes out of it like a tentacle and grabs Noah, pulling him in.
1: Oh no, not in the dirty clothes.
0: He screams as his friends run up to the basket and start pulling clothes out frantically. But it's too late. He's
1: gone. I love this. Okay, so these two kids come up and they're like, yeah, we've been in here for years. And immediately, like a minute later, he's dead. Like all that years of wasted time for him to get killed by a fucking laundry basket of shit. I I love love that that. they've they've been
0: down here for years And they must not have left, like, the three-by-five-foot area that they appeared in. Because, like, as soon as you leave that area, you get to these windows and this hamper. They would have encountered all this stuff before. They know this basement like the back of their hands. But they're just like, huh, there's a window?
1: I think it's so funny.
0: Yeah. Well, he's gone. (laughs) No more Noah. The three remaining kids run away until they come up to the locked door. Nadine starts trying random shit to see if it works. Rubbing a locket on the locks to no effect. Jonathan looks at the back of the locket and sees the inscription To reverse the effect, use the un. Uh-huh. Y- yes. yes. Which doesn't make any sense, but he says, uh-huh. Before it was a locket. Now it is an unlocket.
1: It's cute. I like the wordplay on it. it. Doesn't make yeah. any sense really. Like because they don't no. use he just kind of waves it in front of it after like saying it's an unlocket. And uh, and then it opens up, and that's fine. I think it's all right, but uh, just clever use on words there. I think it's cute.
0: It's just with the pacing they have, all yeah. of these solutions he just has to like pull out of his ass, basically.
1: Pretty much, yeah. He's it's
0: just like R and R, Rod and reel, of course. It's what uh. Everyone would think of
1: <laughs> unlock it. Obviously, boom, unlocked.
0: Yeah. So the door opens, and the kids all walk out into the funhouse-looking hallways. They come to a window, and from the window, they see the board game with the house that they walked into. Which is a a cute little effect. They continue through the halls. Annie says, I hate this house. And Jonathan snaps back, I love it, rolling his eyes.
1: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) alright.
0: They come to a dead end, and Nadine asks for the compass, saying maybe it will show them the way. Makes sense. Jonathan tells her, But that's stupid, because a compass only tells you which way you're going. It actually just tells you which way is north, but whatever. She tells him that this ain't a normal compass, and we see a close-up of the thing. And instead of any kind of directions at all, we see that it just has the words warm, getting warmer, cold, etc. Yeah, playing hot and cold. She starts walking in a direction, and they all follow down the halls, until from a doorway, they see someone's silhouette. They're like, oh, shit. But then out walks Noah.
1: Oh, good. He's not dead.
0: Yeah. So after like 30 seconds, he was dead. But then after another 30 seconds, he's back. He claims that he got sucked through the clothes. And then the next thing he knows, he was just walking through the halls.
1: Yeah. The next thing he knows, he skipped two puzzles.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, so what have you guys been up to? Oh, unlocking it. Okay, that's about it. (laughs) Nadine is like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But look. It's the staircase! We're almost out of here!
1: Right, and then we look down a corridor, which is not a staircase in the slightest.
0: No, it's a hallway that leads to a staircase, but you can't see the staircase from where she is.
1: No, how do we even know it leads to the staircase?
0: I mean, we know it because there's a hall at the top of the stairs, but we don't see it. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She wants a staircase, they just walked up one, didn't they?
0: Uh, I thought so.
1: They did. They just walked up one.
0: Okay, I thought so, and I put it in my notes, but then she, she's like, there's the staircase, and I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't. Ah,
1: it's, a, it's a little bit of a mess. You know what? I'll forgive it. It's okay.
0: Yeah, sure. It's a fun house. Things change. <laughs> when they walk closer to the supposed staircase, we see the hallway start stretching out farther and farther away from them.
1: Interesting. Yes. Which
0: is, is a cool effect.
1: It is. It's a cool For effect. a TV
0: show, it looks cool.
1: Reminds me of uh, Mario 64 when you're walking up the uh, infinite staircase if you don't have enough stars.
0: Yeah. Nadine is like, you thinking what I'm thinking? And Jonathan whips out that R&R and casts the line.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: (laughs) He hooks on to the end of the hallway and he starts to reel it in. But the hallway itself starts to buck and fight back like an angry fish.
1: Pretty cool. I like it
0: very cool like what other show do you see where someone reels
1: in a hallway and it? (laughs) nothing else i can think of nope (laughs) it's really cool very uh unique idea to use that fishing line uh i didn't know where it was going to come in and i like that they actually used it instead of the locket where it was just like it's an unlock it now boom yeah you know this one literally using it as a fishing rod to like escape an infinite hallway pretty sweet idea
0: yeah so he finally tires the hallway out and he starts pulling the end of the hall toward them they all run towards the staircase and at the top of the stairs nadine says that's it we just need to go down these stairs and out the door and we're ooh <laughs>
1: she really does too
0: <laughs> they take a few steps down the stairs when suddenly all of the ghostly figures from all of the rooms they visited appear at the bottom of the stairs Jonathan pulls out his camera and starts flashing the ghosts.
1: They don't seem to like that. The way that... Okay, so he pulls out his camera, and Nadine is all like, what the hell? And then he accidentally flashes them with it. I don't know why he pulled it out in the first place, but it works. (laughs) They don't like being their picture taken. This is some Captured Souls bullshit.
0: (laughs) Nobody likes their picture taken. Hmm, Especially in the 90s. Noah says, that's cheating. But like, who the fuck cares? For real. The ghosts disappear in the same puff of smoke that we saw before. Nadine and Jonathan start running for the door, but Annie and Noah stay behind, giving each yeah. other a look.
1: Yeah, they've been kind of giving each other looks this whole time, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Then they disappear in a puff of smoke and reappear in front of the others, blocking the door. So now they turn back into the two dirty hobos that they were before and <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Uh, this this twist, like, it's a twist, but it's not really a twist. You can't really, like, be shocked by it, because we literally saw them change from these things
1: into the kids. We did, but to its credit, like, it was one of those situations where it's like, Oh, it's so dark, are those two hobos, or is it kids? And it was <laughs> yeah. kids the whole time. But, uh, yeah, it's not very, it's not that shocking.
0: It's kind of a shame, though, because I, I really liked the idea of them, you know, finding some other kids who lost their way in the board game, which yeah, me too. Maybe they are? I don't know. One of the hobos says you're not going anywhere. Now you're part of the game. Lock the others before you. (laughs) He's holding the board game box and he opens it and there's player pieces for a bunch of various kids.
1: Yes. Assuming those are kids that got sucked into the board game and didn't get out.
0: Yeah. It should have like zoomed in on two pieces that looked like jonathan and nadine but
1: whatever it implies it but i'm looking at the pieces right now and they're very um lackluster
0: yeah it's it's just very uh simple handmade (laughs) board game kids jonathan says what are you talking about we won and the other hobo says no sorry you lose and i win the first hobo says you win you cheated the other one says, I cheated. Oh, like disappearing from the basement to get the ghost from the first round?
1: You call that fair? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's the one. He, he disappeared in the hamper to get the ghost from the first round. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was all a setup, man. They had wow. this planned out. Okay. I didn't catch that when I watched it the first time. That's cool. These are like the the dungeon masters. Yeah. Or the Mr. Sadler and Mr. Waldorf. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The first hobo says, oh, and I suppose letting them use the flash wasn't cheating? They keep arguing until one of them mentions rolling a seven, and Jonathan says, the dice! (laughs) Nadine grabs the dice from the board game box and throws them. She rolls a five and a two. (gasps) A seven. Oh my goodness. The two hobos yell, no, and they disappear into red smoke.
1: Yeah, they're dead again. Yeah,
0: Fucking bloody. Jonathan and Nadine run out the door and appear outside. And they get the fuck out of there. That's, nice. That's it. They're, they're done. They're off
1: to the, the pep rally.
0: <laughs> yep. They're not even late. We cut back to inside the haunted house. The board game sits on the floor and it glows red.
1: Also in the dark.
0: <laughs> then we go back outside. That little girl from the very beginning of the episode is crying about her missing cat again.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: But this time, it's to another pair of marks.
1: I love it. Two
0: older kids tell her, don't worry, we'll find that cat. And they run inside. The camera pulls right up to the little girl, who gives a devilish little smile and goes,
1: (laughs) I love it. That's exactly what you would do too, by the way. (laughs) I would. She looks like that one, like the the meme of that one guy who's like fishing or whatever, and like smiles and nods a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) she does. She
0: really does. So that's your meme for the week. Yep, done. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of the episode, and that's that's a fantastic ending. Like, as an adult watching it, you're like, yeah, it's a it's a little obvious, but like that's that's a pretty fucking solid ending agreed a kid's horror show
1: just keeps going that kid is always forever outside crying about her cat so obviously she's part of the game too and just really good i liked it a lot i had a fun time watching this episode i wasn't bored at all um like i said you know some of the puzzles were solved a little too quickly but like i'm glad that it's not a two-parter and i i feel like maybe if it was a two-parter i'd still be on board um i think that there's enough entertaining aspects of it the set design's amazing the the makeup is fantastic um story's pretty tight i like it i really enjoyed it yeah it's a a really
0: good take on like the jumanji thing yeah and had some solid scares if you are just like scared of zombie things yeah the and zombies were good yeah and the
1: old ladies Scariest thing in the world. Zombies and old ladies, which sometimes are the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you combine them, watch out. The ending is like, like it's a happy ending because our characters escape. But also, it's like a dark ending because you know these other kids are going to be going through the same thing. And maybe they won't make it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it has its cake and eats it too.
1: For sure. Yeah, it's... It's got one of those, like, classic Are You Afraid of the Dark bad endings where it's it's still pretty good, but, like, oh man, it's going to happen in the next peeps. Loved it. I, honestly, Brandon, one of my favorites so far for season three, I think.
0: Yeah. And this has an IMDb rating of, like, 6.9. So, yeah,
1: those people, people just really
0: don't know what the hell is up. They don't know. They don't. All right. Speaking of IMDb, Cortland, mm-hmm. let's talk about the cast of this episode. Which okay. Which... I mean, most of these people we've met before, so I'm not going to talk about them at length. Uh, Jonathan is played by Benjamin Plenner, who we've seen, as you mentioned, a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, love him. I think he does really well in every role that he's got. Um, definitely somebody that I wouldn't mind like reaching out to. I think I might have already tried to before, actually. Uh, just reaching out and talking to him and be like, dude, you're amazing. Yeah, Benjamin's big time. He ain't got time for us. No, he's got an IMDb profile. So. <laughs> yeah, he's got a picture. Uh,
0: so playing Nadine is Laura Vandervoort, who that we've also familiar. seen before.
1: What did we see her in?
0: So she was in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Laser Maze, where she played Ashley.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. She was kicking and hop and stuff. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: She's the star of my favorite GIF on Instagram. Which one? The one you made. I mean, it's not really a GIF. It's just a laser maze in one
1: minute, but. Oh my God, dude. That's like my I,
0: favorite video in history.
1: I loved it. I I made that all within in the same day. I was just sitting there just recording all the lines and it just all turned out so perfect to me and I, I loved it too. <laughs> so if you haven't seen a well, little another self promo here, you haven't seen my uh, Tale of the Laser Maze in one minute. One of my best. Fantastic. I do say so myself. Love it. Yeah.
0: So I'm not going to talk about Laura because we already talked about her. But I will just say, looking at this, she was in that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. That episode, she was Chelsea in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. And she was Lauren in Alley Cat Strike. And that was all in the same year, 2000. Damn, she had a good year. She was on fire. And we'll see her later. She's in another episode of Goosebumps. Sweet. All right. She was also in The Handmaid's Tale, which I know is really
1: popular. I think we probably talked about that that's a show I've heard of
0: um Kim's watched, i though. mean we'll mention uh noah who was played by keel campbell mm-hmm. and keel has a few roles we've seen him actually before as well so he was eddie in the goosebumps oh. episode you can't scare me
1: okay i didn't really other than that him, but
0: i funny. mean we've probably talked about him before too then yeah we did so other than that he was in an episode of the new ghostwriter mysteries And a TV movie called Deep in My Heart. Love it. I guess Next, we have Annie, who's played by Sarah Osmond. And she did not very many things either. So this Goosebumps episode was her first role. Then she was in 40 fucking episodes of a TV series called My Hometown. Nice. Then she was in a TV movie called My Daughter's Secret Life. And then she played a character in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And that was her acting career.
1: Interestingly enough, My Big Fat Greek Wedding the uh alan duquette the prop master for goosebumps also did the props for my big fat greek wedding
0: oh maybe he got her that role He was like oh i saw her (laughs) in goosebumps she was the shit
1: yeah (laughs) five years later let's get her in my big fat greek wedding
0: yeah all right that's it that's it those were the stars of this episode all right next Cortland. a moral did this episode give us any kind of Rules to live our life
1: by. I do like the like. If I am being serious, I like the teamwork aspect of it. um Board games typically aren't teamwork focused, but you know they worked well together. Jonathan and Nadine they just solved their their puzzles and they got the fuck out of there. They were like, "I am in and out in less than half an hour. Let's go." <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> it was quite a quite an adventure for them.
1: More of the story though is probably do your laundry or else it's gonna kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is like a really good. PSA for kids.
1: Yeah, do your fucking chores. Or like, whoever die. made
0: this episode was probably just, like, couldn't get their kids to take care of the laundry, so they were like, gonna make an episode where this kid fucking dies, but then comes back in, like, 30 seconds, so it's not that big of a danger.
1: No, in fact, it's actually probably a good thing they didn't do that laundry, because uh, Noah got to skip around past a couple of challenges. Got I mean, to yeah, up. it
0: gets you th- around locked doors. <laughs>
1: um if you're going into a haunted house and you see a board game open that shit up
0: <laughs> yeah if you're going into someone else's house just start rifling through stuff and if you're at a funeral just start rifling through the body yeah just like don't care about other people's belongings or persons doesn't matter. try
1: try out that pillow see if it's comfortable for them If it's comfortable for them it's comfortable for you <laughs>
0: I feel like this episode wanted to have some kind of like cheating's not good uh message, but it doesn't really doesn't really come across because cheating saves the day yes, so cheat that's yes. the moral
1: cheat to get ahead
0: all right uh so the haunted house game that's not a very good name. it's descriptive in the sense that it is a haunted house game, yeah, but
1: it's just it's not not very inspiring no, it's a game. About being in a haunted house and then it's also in a haunted house. It's a, it's a couple of layers there, um, but it could be better. Like, how about uh, it glows in the dark?
0: Ooh, that does sound like a Goosebumps title, actually. Mm, it glows from beneath the sink
1: <laughs> in the dark.
0: My Glowiest Adventure.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get playing a board game.
0: I mean the game itself is called what, Cortland? The board game? Mansion of Terror. I mean Mansion of Terror, that's a better name than the Haunted House game.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't name it that. Like what came first? The name of the episode or the construction of this prop?
0: I don't know, but they they went with the wrong one. <laughs>
1: Indeed. Yes.
0: Alright. That's it for the Haunted House game. It's a fun ride. I had fun talking about it. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to look ahead, Cortland. Oh, man, I'm pretty disappointed because we uh, have yet another yeah. short story turned okay. into an episode. And not only an episode, a short story turned into a two-parter.
1: What? Oh, yeah. Boy.
0: Okay.
1: I'm sorry. No, so it's this fine. one's called The Perfect School. All right. Well, I need to goosebumps that when I look it up. I just want to see what short story book it's from it looks like it's a book arlstein perfect school they're watching you learn the hard way it's got a whole cover on it it's not like maybe it was made after the the episode like maybe it's written based off of the episode because i i think i remember ron oliver talking about this episode when we did the interview with him a couple of years ago this is a
0: ron oliver joint
1: yeah I'm pretty sure I remember him saying, like, they were filming and they just had too much stuff filmed, so they're like, eh, let's just make it a two-parter. I, I'm yeah. pretty confident that that's what he said when we did his interview. Um, well, based on that, like, I, I'm excited because it's Ron Oliver. I feel like I've been missing out on his good stuff, so should be pretty good perfect school though i'm thinking maybe it's kind of like one of those tale of hatching kind of situations where they're at a boarding school and uh something's not quite right about it maybe like uh cloning kind of stuff i don't i don't think it's gonna be hatching quite quite like that but maybe Mm. kind of like invasion of the body stanchers kind of thing or just mind brainwashing into cult sort of situations maybe
0: yeah what else can it be?
1: Uh, a giant swamp monster, <laughs> reptile creature. Who knows?
0: It'll just be worms.
1: Oh fuck! It'll be worms.
0: He'll <laughs> open up his locker and worms fall out. And that's
1: a that's a perfect school.
0: All right. Well, I mean, that sounds exciting. Sure does. I guess. I don't know. Two parter. It's a yeah. bit. Uh...
1: Based on yeah. my initial interactions, like I'm hoping for the best because it's Ron Oliver. I'm expecting not great things from it.
0: Well, that's, that's the best way to go into these episodes. Expect not sure. great things, and then maybe it'll upend your expectations. Yeah, We can only hope. Sure. All right. Well, that's next week. I will talk to you next week about The Perfect School, Part 1.
1: All right. Sounds good. Talk to you next week, Brandon. All
0: right. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.